0: Welcome back to another episode of Ecumenical, my name is Peter Holm and today we're going to ask the question, when is it okay to disobey the Pope? Alright, before we get started, um, I want to say thank you all for joining us today on another episode. I'm going to ask you please, if you like this stuff, smash the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel, share it out there so other people can get access to this material to make sure that way if any of these weird algorithms are keeping us out of the uh, mainstream, you can help move it forward. Alright, if you have comments, critiques, questions, thoughts, anything you want me to cover in terms of other topics, make sure down below, throw your comments in, and I'll be happy to answer them. Alright, so without further ado, the Pope, right? He's kind of a big deal. He's in charge. Has been since Peter. It's just a thing that's Catholic. Now, can a Pope be right all the time? No, and I don't think we've ever had one who's been right all the time, because he's only a man. The vicar of Christ, right? So that said though, obedience is still an essential part of our religion. So we have to have some manner of bending the knee with humility, an essential virtue, so that we can be faithful members of our church and die in a state of grace in obedience to her and ultimately to her officials when they're giving us Christian Commandments and they're repeating the Christian doctrines and traditions that were given us by Jesus Christ. So, you and I, as members of the Catholic Church, are commanded to obey all lawful Christian commandments given by the clergy. So, now whether we're talking about a priest, we're talking about a bishop, or we're talking about the Pope himself, if they echo what Jesus Christ has taught, they echo what we see the church doing. For ages, which is, again, echoing God, as long as he echoes God, we can follow. It's good for us. However, if he decides he wants to deviate now, mm, this is where things get a little messy. Now, we commit sins whenever we disobey a Christian and lawful commandment. But then, by that same token, it's not just us, the lay people, who have obligations to do what God has taught the clergy also are obligated to fulfill the commandments of God and to echo God's teachings, not make up new ones. Right? I know Protestants will sit there and say, see, that's it. Those clergy, they're going out there and making up new commandments. Okay. Now from the Catholic standpoint, we're going to say, we agree with that Protestant view of, Hey, I don't want my clergy making up new commandments that are out of line with God. That's bad. So, Let's go and see what some of the other doctors of the church and fathers of the church have said on this topic, looking at what the obligations are for the clerics to make sure that you and I have strong Christian guidance and commandments given to us to help reinforce everything that was already given to us by Jesus Christ himself, right? Let's look now. Cyprian of Carthage says, when he's talking to, let's see... A letter here. He gets quoted. Um, So Cyprian of Carthage, you're talking about in the 200s is when he's uh, living. He writes, He who observes neither unity of spirit nor the concord of peace and severs himself from the bonds of the church and from the fellowship of her priests cannot have episcopal power or honor. Okay. Let's move on to St. Thomas Aquinas looking in the Summa. Similar thing looking at clerics and how they relate themselves to other clerics and the church to God and what they say let's see what he has to say here because he talks about what happens when a cleric becomes either a heretic or an apostate now for refresh on this a heretic is someone who denies a piece of the religion the catholic religion an apostate is someone who rejects it in its entirety so what happens if a cleric decides not to adhere to a hundred percent of the Christian doctrine. So again, they've chosen to be a heretic. They refuse pieces of doctrine that were handed to us by Jesus Christ himself, God Almighty, and they said, no, I'm going to do it my way. What happens? St. Thomas says, consequently, they neither absolve nor excommunicate nor grant indulgence nor do anything of the kind. If they do, it is invalid. He's basically saying clergy lose their authority when they deny God's authority. All right. Let's look at what Robert Bellerman has to say as well. When he looks at uh, uh, this issue in his work on the Roman Pontiff. And now I will read from that section as well here. Now we see him say, so this is quote, This principle is most certain. The non-Christian cannot in any way be Pope. As Cajetan himself admits, the reason for this is that he cannot be head of what he is not a member. Now he who is not a Christian is not a member of the church and a manifest heretic is not a Christian, as is clearly taught by St. Cyprian, St. Athanasius, St. Augustine, St. Jerome, and others. Therefore, the manifest heretic cannot be pope. All right, also interesting. let's keep going in that same work, because in there he actually quotes... Pope Celestine I uh, talking about uh, Nestorian heretics is what Celestine was looking at. Robert Bellarmine quotes him. This is what's in the quote that's in Bellarmine's work. The authority of our apostolic see has determined that the bishop, cleric, or simple Christian who had been deposed or excommunicated by Nestorius or his followers after the latter began to preach heresy shall not be considered deposed or excommunicated. For he who had defected from the faith with such preachings cannot depose or remove anyone whatsoever. And if we keep going down this road to say, hey, has this ever happened before? Have we ever seen a situation where the Pope himself was in a situation that everyone's like, wait a minute. Are you able to do what you just did there because of the statements you've made, the beliefs you hold, and kind of the way you're behaving? We can look back to the Council of Constance in 1417, where they declared anti-Pope Benedict XIII to be both a heretic and schismatic and added, as a result of this, and here's the quote, he is to be, quote, deprived of all benefices, dignities, and ecclesiastical or secular honors and under penalties of the law, even if the dignity is that of a bishop, patriarch, a cardinal, a king, or the emperor. Hmm. All right. So that's the uh, statements we're getting there from some of the church fathers and church doctors. And we're looking at an actual council there, kind of evaluating what happens when major clerics, so senior clerics like the Pope himself, decide they do not wish to adhere to all of the doctrines passed on by Christ. This is interesting. So we're looking at a situation where you and I are not clerics. You and I are not in council. You and I have no capacity whatsoever to determine whether or not a sitting pope is actually lawfully the pope, whether or not God still places authority in this man or whatever. All you and I know is that that office is divine. The teaching is concrete and bulletproof and very uniform and very strict. Why? Because God says, unless you're perfect, you don't go to heaven. And I get it. You and I alone can't be perfect. That's what grace is for. And that's where humility comes in. As I led in this episode, without humility, you cannot break yourself of all of your own issues in a way to seek out God's guidance, God's support, God's strength, God's power, God's healing, so that you can do what needs to be done, so that you can let him, God, perfect all of us. And then if we're perfected, then we then can see what needs to be done in obedience. We can see what needs to be done where we have to actually disobey because if someone told you to murder somebody else, are you going to do it? No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to murder someone else. That's No, because it's murder. That's evil. Regardless of who tells you to do it. Even if it was like someone you loved told you, hey, can you murder this guy for me? No, because it's always evil to murder someone in cold blood. That's bad, right? Okay. So in that vein, We know we have to adhere to the Ten Commandments. We know we have to adhere to Christ's two great commandments. We know we have an obligation to do everything Christ commanded at all times. And to fail to do that is to be sinful. So if a Pope comes to us, for instance, just off the top of my head, and says, hey, you need to accept impurity. So this is guys and guys and girls and girls and all the other nonsense out there. You need to accept all of these disorders and all this impurity. You need to say it's okay. You need to bring them in and say, this is what we do, and we can support this now. You and I, the faithful, we faithful few, must disobey and pray for the lustful and the uninformed. Say, for instance, the Pope says, hey, it's okay to steal from one another. You can actually redistribute wealth. You can have, even though it's in this guy's bank account, we don't care cut off his bank account, move his money to some poor people because that's what we're going to do now because this government cares about the poor people. And the Pope says, yes, make that happen because that is what I want done. Then you and I, the faithful few, are obligated to disobey. Pray for the greedy and the uninformed. So what if he says, be less rigid, be flexible in your doctrines, accept more ways of thinking. I mean, there's more ways to, you know, Multiple ways to skin a cat, right? We can look at this religion problem in multiple ways. We don't care who the God is. We don't care what their beliefs are. We don't care how they get to Jesus Christ. The church or the sacraments, eh, it's whatever. You can get here any way you want, which is basically relativism. He says, you need to do that with your beliefs. Then you and I, the faithful few, have an obligation to disobey the Pope and to pray for the ability to stand strong, weather the storm, even unto our death. That's what we have to do because it's really prideful To have the belief that one can change god's commandments and tell everyone else to go astray on this front this is where martin luther goes off the rails this is where nestorius goes off the rails this is where arius goes off the rails this is where donatus goes off the rails you just keep going through all of the individuals who left the catholic church to teach heresy and they all are responsible for leading millions ultimately down the long road you know long view to hell they led these people to hell through poor teachings through prideful teachings, through uninformed teachings, through things that ultimately were evil and affected by Satan. This is not good. Now, let's go and add one more. If, say, for instance, a Pope says, hey, you need to take medicines that are made by killing infants, then perhaps we, the faithful few, should say, no, I don't care how you did what you did or the reason you say you did what you did, we faithful few must disobey the Pope. Pray for the prideful murderers and the uninformed. We have to try to stand strong no matter what, because this is not going to be friendly. It's not going to be fun. The world hated God before it hated us. They hated Jesus Christ for what he did before it hated us. And now we have to walk in those same footsteps and be hated just like him. But we have to be willing to disobey orders that are unholy, orders that are prideful, orders that are uninformed, orders that ultimately cause harm to other people. We have an obligation. understand that all sin has a cascading effect it doesn't stop just because well this one person sinned that one time and after that it's all boxed in and doesn't have a chain reaction no there are chain reactions okay we can't do that lastly what if a pope says except all the doctrines and creeds is completely truthful so we're going to pray in unison with people who are complete apostates who reject Jesus Christ as God. They reject his kingship. They reject his divinity. They reject his laws. And we say, we need to pray in union with them. He says that. Well, as always, because Jesus Christ is exclusive, and he says, unless you know me and you follow me, you can't get to my Father. Unless you're perfect and do everything I commanded you, you can't get to heaven. And ultimately, if you don't do The things that you say you're going to do, if you don't do the will of the Father who is in heaven, we will not go to heaven. All right? That's all in the Gospels. And if we are in that situation, we must reject all false doctrines because anyone who rejects Jesus Christ rejects his Father in heaven. He is king. That's that. And anyone who denies this, we cannot be in communion with them in any capacity because to be in communion with them is to be in communion with Satan. That is not to be in communion with Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm not saying don't pray for those people. That's what we faithful few must do. Just like in every other instance when a Pope gives an order that is unlawful and unholy and stands in conflict with Jesus Christ, we have to pray for those people who have gone in conflict with Jesus Christ and we have to try to bring them back into the fold through our prayers and sacrifices, our penances, and make sure that we can help them find the truth so that they stay away from all the error and the darkness. That's our job. Okay? You and I have an obligation under Jesus Christ himself to disobey unholy orders of unholy and lost men, no matter what their station, no matter what their extent of power. Bearing our cross is never going to be easy, but one way or another, we're going to join Christ on Calvary if we do this properly. And it will hurt, but it's the right thing to do. Now is the pope still pope he could be we pray for that and we hope that ultimately he is and assumes his power properly and ultimately emulates jesus christ in his sacrifices and emulates jesus christ in his commandments and his instruction so that with complete clarity we see who is in the church who is out of the church and what needs to be done for the people who are outside of the fold in the darkness try to try to bring them in so that they have a hope for salvation we hope the pope can do that for us if he cannot That is ultimately between him and God, but we cannot follow him down a sinful road which leads us into conflict with our almighty God. He tells us to do something that's evil. We don't go with him, all right? We stick, no matter how hard it is, stand strong and do what God tells us to do and has told us to do from the moment he walked the earth 2,000 years ago and honestly before that when he gave Moses his base commandments. If we violate any of that just because a cleric told us to, I'm sorry, that's not going to go and cut it whenever we're at our judgment seat and we stand face to face with Jesus Christ who's giving us the what for on why did you do what that person said? That person had left me and you acted like they still had power over you to give you a sinful command? Shame. Be gone from you, worker of evil. We don't want to hear that. It is worth it to us to stay disobedient in the things that are unholy. And moreover, it's important to know your faith enough to make sure that you can avoid walking in To error, avoid the missteps of false doctrines, of sinful commands, of unholy commands, of evil commands. You and I have to be strong in that. Now, are you going to stay with Jesus Christ, Almighty, and the clergy who stick to Him? It's your choice. We have to make our decision. There's only two destinations at the end. We either go to heaven or we go to hell, and it's all based on whether or not we stick to God Almighty. Now, Will there be clerics who go along with God? Yes. But will more clerics probably go along with Satan? Yes, unfortunately. If we go and read through what we see in the Gospels and we understand what the end looks like and how exclusive heaven is for those who do God's will versus those who do not, and again, in heaven are those who want to do God's will for eternity versus those who tried to fight it and remake it in their own image, they will not go to heaven for eternity. They will be in hell. Now, you and I have the potential to do this very well and to do it right but to do that requires humility and obedience to jesus christ and all of his commandments and his church as a whole and not errant clerics who try to run off the reservation all right with christ's grace we got this you and i can do it all right now i hope that was all helpful for you if it wasn't give me uh, comments down below i'd be happy to add any context that i missed Again, if you have more ideas for topics, if you didn't like this, you liked it, whatever, throw the comments down there. Again, smash the like button if it was helpful to you. Make sure to subscribe to the channel, share the video out there. And I appreciate all of you taking the time today. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week with another episode. And thank you for all of your time. I appreciate you. May God bless us and the Virgin protect us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. See you later. Have a good one.